Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? Man, we're so glad you guys are with us. What's happening, y'all? Hey. Uh, by the way, Miss Mona was just breathless just a minute ago <laughs> laughing. So um, this is the second take. We don't, because he we don't said, have a good time are you ready? Here. And no one answered, so he just kept going, and we weren't ready. And then the other voice, hey, hey Miss Mona. Hey. How are you? Good. All right. <laughs> and we got, you hear him over there sniggling right now. There's <laughs> producer Dan. <laughs> What's up? I don't know if I've ever been accused of sniggling. Well, you just sniggled. But I'm happy to be here. Here oh. I am sniggling away. <laughs> I'm glad you are. As you can see, we're all in good moods. <laughs> I didn't necessarily think Dan was in one yesterday at church. <laughs> it's because I shaved my face. Nobody can I, be in did, a good I'm mood with you, this you face. You did look a little different yesterday. I started to make a comment, but then you looked like you were in a mood, so I backed off I the comment. I think you were the only one that didn't. And, and I agree with all the comments. Don't worry. <laughs> There was yep. a mishap with a razor. Well, I had several thoughts. I didn't think that. And then you've been in the mood. I didn't think they were going to come over very well. So, But you have a very much a baby face. I do. This has not changed since middle school. This is my middle school face. My oh, son did the same thing larger. a couple weeks ago. We went and saw him. And I kept looking. I'm going, what is different about you? Oh, you shaved. Yeah. Ah. yeah he's growing it back. It didn't. And it terrifies good. me because I use that We're to so cover sorry, my Nathaniel, face. If you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> we think you have a beautiful mom. face. No, that she he said you. it too, not me. I mean, I. But he, it does look really different. Does it? You know, I've never seen my dad without facial hair. Really? Never. My dad one time, speaking of facial hair, my dad one time did the whole handlebar thing with oh, his mustache. Oh, yes. A classy move. Oh, my land. It was terrible. Old, but classy. <laughs> he, he, he didn't get it fully, but it kept working. It kept working. It kept, and I mean, he lagged like six, eight months. And then next thing you know, it's just gone. Gone. I'm like, what happened? He was, ah, I'm tired of it. <laughs> so that was my little dad story about that stuff. So anyway. Me, on the other hand, I can't grow a beard because, you know, I just don't have facial hair. I'm about 12 years old. <laughs> my wife's just happier the less of my face she can see. I've oh, that. damn. It's just that when you said my wife, I was wondering where you are going over there, buddy. I was like, go up gate. I love you, Wendy. <laughs> oh, my. Hey, y'all. We're beginning to sound like the Goose of Grease. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what show was on there for me. Yeah. So, hey, by the way, great last episode. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Um, appreciate it. So you guys go give a shout out to you guys. Shout out, hey, out there to all of our listeners. If you're going to be in the area, April 16th and 17th, mm-hmm. God's Day Spa with Lisa Miners and her ministry will be down here that Friday night and Saturday. Yep. Miss um, Mona will be headlining it. Yep. Also with her there. So, hey, want to encourage you to get in touch with us however you can. Carrier pigeon, snail mail. <laughs> Um, or website would be fun. website maybe, <laughs> and just let us know you want to come. A cost is what ten bucks, ten dollars, yeah. yeah, ten dollars, and you'll Gives have you a blast. Gives you dinner, breakfast, and an awesome time in the Word. Absolutely, man. So I can't <laughs> probably uh, is Lisa gonna hang around and do the episode with us on Monday? Uh, do you know? I don't know. We didn't I talk about we, that. Well, we talked about it when last time she was here about her oh. staying to do it. Um, so Lisa, hey, this your invitation. <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was terrifying. 
Maybe not anymore. I don't know. <laughs> hey, um, she's one of our favorite guests. We we love her. She is absolutely, and Thank- I think she's one of our biggest fans. Yeah, I I will agree there. She she supports us <laughs> she majorly. Does. So unlike well, you guys, we just you know we only have had what two guests: Drew and yeah. Lisa. Yeah. I mean, you guys over to Goose of Grace. What are we're, y'all scared? We're lining them up. What are y'all scared to be by absolutely. yourself or something? <laughs> no, I mean, they just- haven't asked me yet, though. I don't know. Well, Aww. you terrify my I son. Must. <laughs> I was just going to say you're too classy for us, but that could be part of it, too. Are you sure about that statement? <laughs> Watch it. Well, I'm not going past that. So anyway, what are we reading anyway, today, Matthew, guys? Matthew, chapter five. So as Mona and I talked about today a little oh, my bit. my word, y'all. Um, we dealt with anger. Back in the Ten Commandments, yeah, when we dealt with um, "Thou shalt not murder," yeah, we did. Um, so we are going to skip that, um, just because. But as we begin, um, once again, I want to thank you guys so much for supporting us. We're getting even closer um, to our one year anniversary. I can't believe it. Do we have it? I've I've made this comment like three weeks in a row now. Dan, <laughs> do we know when our first one was? April sixth. Yes. Was it? So yep. okay. So then, according to Spotify, I mean, I, <laughs> so this year's April the fifth yeah. will be our one year anniversary. Year. Who knows what we'll deal with? Away. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, we have like this one, and then the next one, and then the one year anniversary. Mm. So we'll do something special for that. Yes, I don't know what we'll do, but we'll uh, do something special. Well, good thing I'll be here for it. You're not going to be here. I have a few that I have some vacation time going in case you didn't know. You did not run that by HR here. <laughs> we'll have to talk about it later. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, so we're in Matthew chapter 5. Um, we're going to start at verse 27, and we're dealing with <laughs> lust tonight. Um, all right, but you today. all have to know. I'm, I just have to say this. When I asked Hank what we were doing, he wanted to do 15 verses. So that's not happening. No. Once I got to <laughs> studying to, it, really. Yes, he he came to his senses. So I'm going to say a prayer, and then I'm going to ask you to read it, Miss Mona, and then I have a question for you two Ugh. that you do not know that you have to answer. We love that. I know. I haven't done that in a while, though. I know. All right. Because last time I cried and begged you not to. I was about to say, just when my blood pressure was getting back to normal, here we go. Yeah. All right. So let's pray, you guys. Father God, we come and we thank you so much for this opportunity once again to um, have your word go forth from here, Father God. We ask that your word would speak, that, Lord, it not be us, anything of us, Lord. We thank you for laughter, but right now as we go into this, Lord, may it be that your word speaks to those that need to hear it. And, Father God, although it's a subject that was at times is taboo, um, God, is still something that you want us to know and to understand and how a way to live. So, God, we bow in your holiness. We bow in your presence. We bow uh, because you're so gracious to us, and Lord, we love you. And we ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So Matthew five twenty-seven to 30 says, You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away, for it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away, for it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. Amen, amen. So here's a question. 
because it really deals with, and here's why I'm asking it, in case you want to know. So as I was studying, as I came and I was thinking about, really all this is about our heart. Yep. Each one of these, whether it's anger, lust, divorce, oaths, retaliation, loving your enemies, and on and on, and then into giving to the needy, the Lord's Prayer, and all that. What is your motivation for living or motivation for life? What motivates you to live life as you should? <laughs> Dan points to me again. <laughs> it happens every week. Um, well, so I would say that um, that I would live in a manner worthy of my calling. Okay. Um, that I would live in a manner worthy of God in the um, relationship that I have with him and to bring him glory um, in whatever I do, Dan. That sounded really Dan? good. I should I should have gone first, <laughs> so I didn't have to follow that. No, my mine's. You can say ditto. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can't get away with that. Um, no, mine's kind of the just a, another side of that, which is um, especially here in the last couple of years. It's it's this drive to find out. I don't. I don't want to put the focus on me, but how God's going to use me because I, things have happened in the last couple of years that to me are amazing, and I'm, I'm so excited to see. Again, not not anything that the world really cares about, as far as like I'm not asking to be put in some high position or anything else. I just want to show up and see what God does, and that that's really been the driving force the last year or so is just this excitement to see God work. That's yeah. Well answered, both of you. Um, and the fact that I didn't give you the question beforehand. <laughs> because he, And here's why I asked ask that question. Going back to these, really what all of these get at is the heart. Mm-hmm. Each and every, what drives you? Because when, when Jesus was talking about this, he was really talking to a group of people, the Pharisees, that lived according to the letter, right? not the spirit. Um, I wrote, and right here in my notes, I wrote, I said the Pharisees had the letter of the law, but not the spirit of the law. Right. They would do these things and say, well, I'm fine because I've lived up to the letter of the law. But you miss the whole thing, dude. Right, right. You could live by the letter of that law and still not, and by the way, not ever fulfill that law. Right. Yep. Which we're going to see in these coming weeks. So first thoughts about this passage. What do you got outside of that? Here's mine. Was that? Really, what adultery is saying when it says that you look with an in, a lustful intent, and then he's already committed in his heart, if I could, mm-hmm. I, I would. would. Yep. Yeah. yeah. If the opportunity presented itself, buddy, I right. would jump. Right. And that's what it is about. Right. Yep. I don't know. What to say. You don't know what say? Okay. Well, here, let me just go back. So here's what it. But ma- let's make sure that we understand what it's about. <laughs> what it's not about. It's not about some guy looking at a young lady or a woman or a woman looking at a guy just saying, hey, man, they're really good looking. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But when it goes past that right. to what you would like to do and what could come of it, the great example is David and Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he looks down from his perch on high and he sees her taking a bath. By the way, I've said it before. 
many people that are super pious spiritual overlords is the only way I know to put it. I want to say well, it was her fault for taking a right. bath in the middle of the day. That's when the water in her bath was the warmest. It was not her fault. Right. Do not put blame on her. Right. So he see so he sees her, he walks by, but when he looked again, yes. and then began to say, I want her to come to my right. palace, into my inner room. And that's when it occurred. So it's really a purpose. It's really this passage gets at a purpose of a person, and it's their eyes, their minds, and their heart. Right. And well, and I was gonna say that um, that that word intent. Yes. That that really because that shows you what the um, condition of the heart is, and so when when your intent is for that, then that's the condition of your heart. And as we've been saying that that's what Jesus was all about, is what is your heart all about? Yeah, so, and that's what, you know, the motivation, right. motivation, intent. Right. What's the intent of your life? There's no way you could have asked right. you, but I didn't want to give it away when I was asking. Right. Um, what's what's the, the driving motivation behind your life? Um, it should be to live a life worthy of the calling of Jesus. Right. It should be to live a life of holiness. Right not a life of hellishness or even a life of worldliness. You know, and and people will come at you when you try to live holy. Yep. You think you're better than me? No, no, I don't think I'm better than you. Matter of fact, I'm just the same as you with the exception of I'm trying to live differently. Right. So what's wrong with that? You know, it's just it's just a crazy thought. What you got over there, Dan? I no Nothing, nothing new. Nothing, <laughs> really? But no, I, I hope something over the there. The thing that uh, that hit me here is, you know, it points again to that the outward action is just a result of the inward sin already. That's already there. Yeah, it's, you've already yeah. committed it in right. your heart. Yeah. yeah. And so that, and then just what, especially when it comes to lust, one of the 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 things that gets overlooked that I feel like makes it so detrimental is you're taking another one of God's creations, another person, and devaluing them to where the only purpose they have is your pleasure. Yes. And I think mm-hmm. that is so so overlooked in, in, in society, and so many people struggle with things like pornography because of it. They don't see, oh, this is a person that God created for a purpose. You're taking that role instead and saying, no, you're created for my pleasure, not God's pleasure. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yep. And, you know, the thing that I always try to deal with with people that I'm talking about is I would say, would you want somebody looking at your daughter? Right. Absolutely. Like you're looking right. at that lady? Mm-hmm. Because I hate to break to you, but that is somebody's precious little mm-hmm. daughter. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, most of the time when you deal with this, I know it's a growing thing um, among ladies. Is most time it's guys. When you think about lust, mm-hmm. you think about guys. Yep. Guys are more visual mm-hmm. in how they live their life. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Ladies are more emotional, so it's it's a little bit harder for them in this. But l- let's get down. Let's do what we talked about, though. Let's go to where it really begins in the heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Does do you think? Or let me ask this question first. So he says, if your right eye calls you to sin, tear it out, throw it away. Better you lose one of your members in your whole body. If your right hand calls you to sin, cut it off, throw it away. Better you lose one of the members in your whole body, go to hell. Does he really want you to cut your eye out or cut your hand off? <laughs> well, all I can think of is Ma and Little House on the Prairie. That's every time I read this, that's all I can think about. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I had to bring it up. <laughs> I didn't know where it was going, but that wasn't it. <laughs> I've stunned Hank. 
We now have a little house on the prairie reference on our. The theological depth of this episode is just it's amazing. It's really, really. We needed man. a little levity. Yeah, because it, it's a deep subject. Yeah. It is. I was I trying to hit it with a lick and a are, stick, you and you were like, I, oh, just, I just listened to the Goose of Grace, so maybe they're rubbing <laughs> off on me. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't think she meant it as a compliment, Dan. <laughs> So, oh. but anyway, before we got off on <laughs> Little House of the Prairie, well, because she took it seriously. Okay, she almost got her hand off because she was taking it literally. But no, that's not what Jesus intended. <laughs> he didn't intend for you to take it literally. Well, that took us a while to get around to that answer, didn't it? I mean, we had to go back to Ma and Paul, of Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> Half our listeners don't even know what that yep. show is. Don't go look it up either. <laughs> let me let me save you the trouble. Don't 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 go. Don't go. It's it's terrible. I'm kidding. It's very wholesome. You hey, be better off watching that some of the That's right. mess on TV now. Um so yes, go check it out. It's it's a very good show. Um so if he doesn't want you to literally do it, what does it what is it getting at? Well, so I read a couple of things. Um, in one study that I looked at um, was talking about that you're exhibiting self-control mm-hmm. because the the I is often what we take in, um, things that might tempt us to sin, and then our hands are what we often what we commit the sins with. And so by um, him addressing it this way, then then we are being told that we need to exhibit that self-control, which is one of the fruits of the Spirit. And, I mean, seriously, I think in today's society, that's the major one lacking is right. self-control. Yep, yeah. You know, we live in, even among um, believers, fulfill good, do it. Mm-hmm. You know, take what you can take and grab and do this and do that. But that's not how God wants to live. So let's go to a couple places. You got anything to add over there, producer Dan? <laughs> That you got to shut it down at the source. And so one thing I wanted to point out, something you you brought up before, which is this is why you memorize Scripture. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that you can, can control yourself using God's Word when these times come up. Well, yeah, because the flaming arrows of the enemy, they're, they're dark. By the way, they, they know you. Right. The enemy knows you. The enemy's demons know you. They know where you're weak at. Mm-hmm. And so when it talks about there in Ephesians chapter 6 that you need to have the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts, it's talking about exactly what you're after right there. Mm-hmm. It's talking about those times when the enemy will just sling their fiery darts at your mind and at your heart to get you off kilter. If you're walking too good, if you're walking too close, they're going to try to distract you um, by something you see, a thought you have burned and seared into. I was listening to um, a guy preach one time, and and he said there was a study that said the more you look at pornography and you lust, the more that it creates these crevices in your, your ruts, excuse me, in your brain, um, that cannot be undone, mm-hmm. you know. And he, he attributed like I don't know. This never been to Alaska. He says, but during the winter time, sometimes they'll t- say to Alaska, "Be careful which rut you choose because you're going to be in it for the mm-hmm. next hundred miles." Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're looking at this mess and you're lusting after the women uh, guys, or or as I said, the growing population mm-hmm. is women looking at it. That's not real, right? It's all make-believe, and what it's doing is it is searing a hot iron into your mental storage, 
and into your brain and it's causing ruts that sort of will um, hotwire your brain at times yep. to go places that it should not go. So you need to make sure you're not doing that. Replace it with Scripture. Yes. Yep. Jesus said, as it is written, or right. it is written. Right. It is written. It is right. written. So go to Colossians. I got about three or four verses. Um, Colossians chapter 3 um, and look at verse 5. It says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Yep. So that, well, what, why would it be in us? What's in us? Our flesh, our flesh, our sinful nature that we're born with. See, some people forget that. You know, yeah. it's like the old guy said, the old preacher said, the person I have the most trouble with is me. Right. right. Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't, listen, I do the work of the demons a whole lot myself. <laughs> right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yep. People say, well, the devil made me do it. All right, let's um, clarify yeah, something. Yeah, right. Number one, <laughs> the devil doesn't know your name. Mm. Okay. Did he know Billy Graham's name? Pretty sure he did. Mm. Does the devil know Hank Meadows' name? Pretty sure he don't. Mm. Okay. That's just truth. Yeah. Will the demon around here know my name? Yes. Right. But he doesn't have to attack me most of the time. Right. Most of the time, I do it myself. My flesh is terrible. Right. And until you see yourself that way, you're not going to make it. Well, and that specific thing is talked about in James also. What is? That that it's your flesh and your sinful desires, and it's within yourself that causes you to sin. Yeah, your flesh has two children, sin and death. Right. It's in James chapter 1. Right. I just want to see if you know it. <laughs> I was testing you. <laughs> I knew it. I know you. I have faith in you, Mother. No, usually I don't know. It, but that I knew. <laughs> listen, it says, "Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, fleshly desires, sexual." Listen, to what it goes to sexual immorality. It's as if the writer of this book knew what would be a number one problem years mm-hmm. to come. Yep. Then he goes impurity, passions, evil desire, and covetousness. Mm-hmm. You think that has any sexual content to it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there can be, because what was Dan saying that you wanted, um, you know, whatever you're lusting after you want for yourself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're coveting, you want that for yourself, mm-hmm. whatever it is. The writer of the law said, what, if I covet a man's right. wife? Right, <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah, flip over to Romans um, chapter 6 and look at verse 13 you get there go on and read that do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness but present yourselves to god as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to god as instruments for righteousness if you're hogtied to these actions you're living in death Mm -hmm. and okay pop quiz (laughs) if i could have one book of the bible what would it be? Your favorite book? First John. Okay. If I could have one chapter of the Bible, that's all I could have. Do you know what chapter that would Romans be? Romans 8. Okay. But if I could only have one verse of the Bible. John 10, 10. And what does that say? That the, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus has come to give us abundant life. I mean, that's a... That's Meadows loose translation. Yeah, right there. well, <laughs> man, let me hit it right. It came to give life and life more abundantly. Right. And so, what he says here is that when you are hogtied mm-hmm. to a way that is ungodly, you are living in death, not in life. Right. And that is so not what God, God calls us you. to live yep. right. for and with. Right. 
And so you got to break these bonds. So the question is, how do you break these bonds? I mean, we got about seven minutes left, though. <laughs> we only laughed for five minutes. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> that, it's not a necessarily a bad thing. I mean, laughter do with good like a medicine. But how do we break the bond? How do we break the strongholds? Well, we can only do it with Jesus by letting Jesus do it for us. And so by um, by giving it over to him, submitting to him, submitting those things to him, and then allowing him to do the work that only he can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything you got over there, buddy? Well, just going back to Scripture. Yeah. I mean, right. It, and, just start reading, and it will begin to change you. There's no two ways about it, you know, but start somewhere. Yes. <laughs> I'd like thank, that for an answer. Thank, thank you. You're welcome. That's my answer. I cannot find this this verse that I'm looking for though. Oh. Um, but I liked how you so while you're looking, I liked how you said replace because so many mm-hmm. times we might pray, um, and I'll just use a, a different example. But you know, we might pray that uh, that we want to get rid of our anger, and but instead of just praying, Lord, take this anger away from me, Lord, replace that anger with patience that I need, replace that anger with the compassion that I need. And so when um, we ask for God to replace what we need to get rid of, and I think that that's why so often Paul talks about, he talks about both, Mm -hmm. um, putting off the old self and putting Mm -hmm. on the new self. He doesn't just tell us to put off the old self. We have to replace it with the things of the new self. Right. I was was right here at it. I I was all over it, but I just couldn't find it. Um, in Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse five, um, um, well, go back to verse four. For the weapons of our warfare are not mm-hmm. flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And here it is, and take every thought captive to yes. obey Christ. Yes, that's really what he wants. He wants you to take it captive and replace it yep. with the good thoughts, with the thoughts about God, with godly thoughts, holy yes. thoughts. Thoughts that that bring life and not death. Thoughts that encourage, not discourage. Right. Um, thoughts that um, compel us to live lives right. for Christ, not thoughts that can um, constrict us in our life for Christ. Right. And so that's what he's getting back. As as we sort of really do bring this thing. I mean, this has been pretty deep. <laughs> bring this to a close. What he's saying here is, man, don't do that. Right. <laughs> I know that's simple, and we laugh. But it's like, don't, I love what Dan said, don't look at one of my creations in a demeaning way. That woman, that man was not created for your use. Oh, this is a good thought. But my glory, God Mm -hmm. said. Absolutely. And when you look at another in a way that is demeaning, what you're doing is exactly what Dan said. You're you're saying, you were made for my Mm -hmm. use. Yeah, mm-hmm. not any glory, not right. my glory, not nothing. Right. My use, yep. and that you know, what do we say all the time? Well, that person doesn't do anything but what use people yep. mm-hmm. to get what he wants or she wants. So, all right, closing thoughts about it. I know I've done a lot of talking. No, that's all right. You've sort of been I'm a little bashful you, about I'm, it today. I'm glad you're doing all the talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also, I read also that that by Jesus saying. Um, you know, plucking your eye out and cutting off your hand was just showing how important the um, our purity before Him is, and that um, even to the point where, um, and 
the things in our body that we need, our eyes and our hands, um, those are important to us, obviously. But being pure before God is even more important. Mine, mine's just short for once. Uh, your long-term actions won't change until your desires change in line with God yes. first. Good. You can try to change a, a certain action time and time again. You're going to fail eventually until the inside changes. Wow, that's pretty deep. So how do our desires start to change? By, by changing what you said, changing our minds, changing our focuses. Um, you know, and, and I was going to say um, society doesn't i mean you can't look at society and uphold with these words of jesus right because in our world today and and i mean and it's been this way um the things that are talked about here the lust in your heart and the lustful intent um i mean it's prevalent it's big business everywhere exactly and so you have to be countercultural, and you have to be focused on jesus and not on the society that's around you what does a woman's half-naked body got to do with uncle ben's rice (laughs) It's a good question. Have you never seen that commercial? <laughs> no, no. So I am completely confused right now. Have, have you seen the commercial? I don't know if I, I don't think. I mean, I seriously. Have. Or what does a half-naked woman on the hood of a car got to right. do with the Hardee's Now that one, okay. cheeseburger. Yes, right. You know, I, I was yep. so confused. I'm, I'm right. you, there's one out there, Uncle Ben's rice. I'm telling you, got the music to go with I'll it and everything. Your word for but it's crazy. Right. I mean, let's be honest. In society, what does society say? We still have a few minutes. Sex sales. Right. And they run right. with it. But it's also the 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 erotica books that are prevalent and the movies that are prevalent. Holocaust romance books the, is what right, she's talking about. Right. Well, not, I mean. Don't and, read that trash. No. Um, and, you know, the movies that are so prevalent, the shows that people go and see, I mean, like the live shows with, you know. Live shows? Yes, there are live shows that people go to see. I do not go. I didn't know you had traveled to Holland. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep this thing moving Thank for Mona's you. sake. I love you, Mona. The, um, <laughs> no, but the, one of the things I've noticed in the last probably five years, though, is just how so much of it has gotten mainstream. Oh, my lanty, yes. And so I, I know so many uh, of brothers and sisters in Christ that are like, well, it's on a main channel. It's fine. Who right. cares? The content is something that you wouldn't have seen in, until two or three in the morning at one point. Right. Now is on primetime television. Right. I'm going to quote the great Adrian Rogers. That which you slink down the back alleys now mm-hmm. parades down Main yep. Street. Yep. It's true. And it deals with a lot of various things. All right, so here it is. Last verse, because we're out of time, legit out. I want to read this, and then I want you to pray. Okay. And then, Dan, you send us out today. Okay. <laughs> Whatever let, that means, let's go. We're going to let producer Dan do that. Hey, Romans 13, 14 says, Let us walk properly <clears throat> as in the daytime, yes. not in orgies or and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen, listen, listen. Everybody listening? Listening. Make no provision for the flesh yes. to gratify its desires. Yep. Done. And, and Lord, we pray that that would be the intent of our heart is to not satisfy the desires of our flesh, but Lord, to satisfy the desires of the spirit living within us. And so I pray that you would cause um, every person who is listening and all and the three of us sitting around this desk to take your word seriously and to guard it in our hearts 
so that we know that we can walk in a manner worthy of your calling, um, which um, goes against society. And so I pray that you would give us the strength and ability to do that. And Lord, replace the things of our flesh with the things of our spirit. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for teaching us. And we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And that has been the Mosaic of Marion with Pastor Hank Meadows of Marion Baptist Church. And your home slice and mine, Ms. Mona. Have a great week. <laughs>